Welcome to the Words in Season podcast. My name is Kara Marie Morris and I am your host. In this series, we have been looking at what does it mean that now Jesus Christ is our Savior. There's so many things and we'll be studying those things for all eternity. What does it fully mean to be saved, liberated, set free, blood washed, sanctified, justified? These are just a few of the high points that we have looked at. We are looking at Jesus Christ as our covering, as our umbrella. In our foundational scripture in this series, it's Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. And chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, Let him lead me into the banquet hall, for his banner over me is love. And to me and how we've been studying this scripture in this series is that Jesus Christ is leading us into the banquet hall in his word. By the power of his Holy Spirit, he is showing us the banquet, the table that has been set before us. And he said, come and look, come and look and see what I have provided for you. And it is a banner that is over us. In his love, he saw us when he died on the cross. And now this is a permanent banner that can never be taken down by anyone, by even myself, by what I feel. If I, maybe I'm not feeling saved today. Maybe I'm not feeling really sanctified today. Maybe I'm not feeling like I'm very free today. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the world says because this is a banner that is his love. And his love, just because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so is his love. So is his banner over us that is love. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that's why we're looking at that Jesus Christ is our umbrella, our banner, and it is his love. So this week, we're going to look at what it means that Jesus Christ is our liberation, that Jesus Christ has set us free from the prison of sin. scripture that I want to look at, looking at that Jesus Christ is our liberation, is what does it mean to be liberated? It means no longer being a prisoner to sin, to sickness, to poverty, to spiritual death. And I want to look in Zechariah, which is in the Old Testament. And if it's it's a prophet looking forward to, and a, and a people that's looking forward to the Messiah, and we can see that Jesus He fulfilled every one of these Old Testament prophecies. He is that perfect example of what they were looking for in a Messiah. And it's going to be in Zechariah 9, chapter 9, starting in verse 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion, and shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. And I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem, and I, the battle bow will be broken, and he will proclaim peace to the nations, and his rule will extend from sea to sea, and from the river and to the ends of the earth. And in verse 11, as for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. And what is that waterless pit? We know that there really is a hell. That, and there really is an enemy and his name is Satan. And that is where he rules and reigns. And he has all of his things that go on is in the pit, is in the waterless pit. And we have been freed from that. So this is a picture of how we have been freed from sin. We have been freed from the devil's dominion. We have been set free so we can live with him rather than having the alternative, which is 
being a prisoner to sin and our destiny being that waterless pit like it's talking about here. So this is a prophecy of the people looking forward to the Messiah. And now as born again believers, we see that Jesus Christ fulfilled this. He did come on a donkey. They said, Hosanna, blessed is he who came in the name of the Lord and that he will rule and he will reign when he comes back again for us. And now we have been redeemed because of the covenant. It says, as for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. It's because of the blood of his covenant we have been set free. And a couple episodes past, we looked at what does it mean to be blood washed. If you want to know more about what it means to be washed in the blood of Jesus. So that's our first scripture. And so when I was thinking about what does it mean that Jesus is our liberation, that he has set us free from sin and from being dominated from spiritual death and sickness and poverty and wrong thinking. I, I was thinking about Galatians 5.1, Galatians 5.1, which says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. We have been set free when we were born again. But how is it possible that I can be burdened again with the yoke of slavery? When I start talking like a dead man, when I start talking like Kara before Christ, Kara that looks like the world, that is when I take on that yoke of slavery. And this is a picture of in the Old Testament, and maybe you've seen it if you've lived in the country or you've seen a picture where there's two oxen and they're going along and they have a yoke on them where they're they're working hard and they're tilling the fields before tractors and everything there's a yoke upon them and, and that's how they moved forward and now before jesus we had that yoke of slavery to sin and we were children by nature children of the devil but we have been liberated by jesus christ and that yoke he lifted that yoke off or, off of us and now we are new creations in Christ. It says, so then don't be burdened by that again. Don't take that yoke back on. And I was thinking every time that I allow wrong thinking or sin or anxiety into my life, back into my life, it's like walking back into that prison cell and telling Jesus, you know what? Your work wasn't enough. Jesus, I wish your work was more complete. As I walk back in, when I'm trying to figure out life on my own, when I'm trying to do things by myself, when I speak words that are not holy, that are not truthful, that are not righteous, it's like me taking back that yoke of sin. It's like me walking back into that prison cell. I was reading about a prisoner was set free. And as the prisoner was set free, they were able to go free. They, they were sentenced not guilty and they were able to be let go but they actually had to have police officers and the judge drag him out of the building drag him out of the place where he was because he would not leave the jail because it had become something that was comfortable to him it had been something that had become normal to him so they actually had to physically remove this prisoner so that he would leave and that's the same picture with me why am i why am I talking like a dead man? Because I'm not dead anymore. I've been liberated. Why am I talking like a bound man anymore? Why am I thinking like an enslaved person? Because I am no longer a slave to sin. Jesus Christ has liberated me. In Romans 6, 
It says, for we know our old self was crucified with him so that the body that was ruled by sin would be done away with, that we would no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now we have died. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that also we live with him. We are living this life out here on earth in Christ. Christ is in us, and that is the hope of glory, like it says in Colossians 1. But also here we see that if we have died with Christ, now we live with him. So that means I talk like a new man. I think like a new man. I act like a new man. And when I allow the yoke of slavery to affect what I'm thinking, what my words are, it's like me walking back into that prison cell and shutting the door and say, no, I like it here better. No, this is more comfortable. No, this is what I'm used to. This is what my family does. Well, this is what my church does. But if it's any standard outside of the word of God, it is worth examining. Is this sin? Is this flesh? Is this old man? Or is this me living out my life fully in Christ? So these are some reasons why I feel like sometimes I think, oh, wait, praise God by the power of the Holy Spirit. He shows me Kara you are no longer dominated by this. You're no longer dominated by this type of thinking or by these words or by these actions. Why are you acting like that? And I saw some things of why. Sometimes it's because of it. it's an example that I was shown. Anything outside of the word of God, it's worth examining. Is this God or is this just something that's an example? Is it, am I talking like this because it's actually the way God would have me to talk? Or is this a talk that sounds like an old man. That sounds like a dead man. Sometimes it's just an example. And I, I've said it and I've said it and I've said it. I've said it so much because I've heard it from a teacher or a boss or even a pastor, but it wasn't something that was renewed. It was just a natural example. And I need to make sure that my words and my thoughts and my actions are based out of the word of God. Sometimes I feel like I've walked back into that prison because it's a pattern that I've allowed develop in my life and I'm scared to let it go. I'm scared of the change. And maybe I wouldn't necessarily think that right off whenever I'm talking about it, but it's a pattern of behavior in my life, whether it's maybe people pleasing or again, talking about someone, gossiping, whatever these things are that the Lord is putting the highlight on, the spotlight on in my life and saying, Kara, this is the yoke of slavery. This is not truly who you are. And maybe it's scary to let it go because it's become a pattern in my life. And I've even disguised it and said, well, that's my personality or that's just who I am. And he's saying, but Jesus Christ has freed you. Quit going back into the prison cell. So let's look at Romans 8.15. So in Romans 8.15, it says, the spirit which you have received does not make you slaves to fear again. Rather, the spirit you have received brought about your adoption to sonship. So we have not received. The Holy Spirit does not make us bound. But the Holy Spirit continues to testify with our spirit that we are free. In Proverbs 8 and verse 17, it says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. So as we are seeking him, we will find him. Those who are seeking freedom in Christ. When, you're, when you've been born again, you will find freedom in Christ. So I can let go of that personality trait that I've clung to. I can let go of those words. I can let go of that thing. Something that I've noticed is 
as a natural and human thing, something that we do as, as we're waiting in line or we're talking to our friends or whatever, something that's so common and I have to be so careful is complaining, complaining about the weather, complaining about the line, complaining about the government. And it's so easy to just let these words come out of complaining, but really complaining is the language of fear and fearing that God is not God in my life and that he's out of control. So I want to let go of this and not allow. When I complain, it's like I'm going back into that prison cell. I want to let it go so that I really shut that door and say, I am gone. I know that God is my God and that no matter what it is, whether it's a personality trait or no matter what's going on, that he has liberated me. He has set me free. Another reason is I have started to take my eyes off of Jesus. In Hebrews 12, in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us, we could say enslaves us, to sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race that was marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. That is how I can experience being liberated in my life is keeping my eyes on Jesus. And that looks different to everyone, whether it means a devotional time with a devotion, definitely reading your Bible. The word is the primary way that he is going to speak to us. Definitely being in a body of believers, watching YouTube videos that build you up, keeping your eyes on Jesus. This past week, this past week, I had to deal with thoughts of uh, fear just gripping me. There's certain things in my life that need to be taken care of. And I have to say, God, this is bigger than me. This is so much bigger than me. And I am not going to be in fear. I know that you have an answer because you are the pioneer and the perfecter of my faith. So I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. So I don't have to be afraid of the future. I don't have to be afraid of the unknown. I don't have to be afraid of changing. Whenever I walked out of that prison cell and God is asking me to change the way I talk, change the way I think, change the way I spend my money, change the way I budget, change the way that I work. When God is asking me that, He's saying, I'm already there and that He will always be with us. Corey Tinboom, who is a minister of the gospel, and she was a Holocaust survivor as she hid Jews as a Christian and then was sent to prison herself and watched all of her family members die in the Holocaust. She said, she said, it is never a problem and never an issue to trust an unknown future to a known God. When I truly experience peace and freedom, it's because I've been looking to Him living a life full of the fruit of the spirit rather than knowing everything that jesus christ is our liberation that jesus christ has set us free from the prison of sin I know you've got a